Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Our Twitter handle is Dirt, Sweat and Tears, at Farmer Megs. She's a young woman, Saskatchewan farmer, wife and mom. And she has challenged politicians. And about a week ago, she had a bit of an encounter with the federal minister for the environment and climate change, Catherine McKenna. You want to listen to how this conversation went. And she's a young woman, Saskatchewan farmer, wife and mom. Her words, as I said earlier, I'm not being a toxic male. And Megs has challenged politicians' misconceptions about farming. She's done that on Twitter, and many people will remember in 2017, last year, her challenges of the Federal Minister of Finances pending legislation affecting small business went viral. We talked to her at that time. Well, about a week or so ago, Megs engaged in an exchange with the Federal Minister of the Environment, who you just heard, Catherine McKenna, and the minister voiced certain assumptions about farming and Megs' style of farming and instructed her, if I have this correctly, and I watched the tweet, and you can too, at Farmer Megs, uh, on how to be a responsible farmer. And the result of that encounter is available, as I said. Now, Megs, you have no intention of turning this into a political issue, but it's a it's a it's a good it's a good story to tell and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on, Ray. So so tell first of all tell us about the farm. How how large is it? What do you grow? Do you raise cattle because that's a climate issue for people, <laughs> right? Uh, and we know why it has to do with methane. Uh, and 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 how expensive is it for you to operate your farm during an average year? And how expensive during a year when Mother Nature doesn't cooperate? Well, this spring we seeded 2,100 acres, um, and then we picked up uh, about another section this fall in rental uh, land as well. So we we don't run any cattle. My father-in-law has 20 head that he calves out, but we personally don't have any cattle. We're just the green side. Um, for how much it costs, uh, that fluctuates. My prices are always changing with my inputs, my fuel, um, all of that factors into that cost. But I just wanted to break down a little example. If they're running at a cost of 300 an acre, which um, including your land, your mortgages, your rent, uh, your equipment costs, your inputs, um, inputs being the seed, the fertilizer, the chemicals needed to take care of that crop while you're in the growing season. Uh, so 300 an acre is possible for a grain farm. There's grain farms that will be more than that. There's grain farms that will be less than that. Um, a lot of that depends on how long land has been in the family, whether it's paid for or not, what your equipment costs are. So that times 25 acres, you're looking at $750,000 basically to operate. So uh, That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And um, on top of that, you know, I had numbers based off a parliamentary budget report that uh, carbon tax, if put forced on at $50 a ton, would add an additional $30,000 to that as well. So and is this this how the, uh, I'm sorry, were you going to say add something to that? Oh, I was just going to touch on the weather piece. Sure, so sure, yeah, absolutely. The weather could affect those numbers in so many different ways. It could be like this year where we're in drought, so I'm not able to grow the crop that I'm hoping to be able to grow bushel-wise to be able to cover those costs. Or it could be um, a hailstorm that comes in in the fall that not only uh, destroys some of my crop, but then might lead to me having to swap some of it, so extra time and fuel before harvesting it. Um, it could lead to... Like this harvest with a lot of farmers, they had snow, they were stopped on and off, they had to dry a lot of the grain that was coming off the field. So that was a huge additional cost to be able to 
be drying that grain, you're using either propane or natural grass, all the extra time and trucking and labor. So weather can influence in so many different ways, and it can also drive your commodity prices on a global scale. So mm-hmm. it's it's a huge uh, fluctuation for us. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough industry, it's a, but it's so incredibly important. I, you know, most of us go to the grocery store and we see and we purchase the you know the the fruits of your labor. But you you really love to farm. You love the farming uh, life, and I know that from following you on Twitter. Uh, you and your family. But how many hours a, w- a day or a week are, do you, are you prepared to work? Do you have to be prepared to work? <laughs> well, that, again, depends, too, on the season. Um, seeding and harvest is usually when we put in the most hours. I could be looking at a 15- to 18-hour day, um, especially if there's something that goes wrong or even if things are going smoothly and we have the weather to keep going. Um, other times a year, if you've got a grain contract that get, gets called in and you have X amount of time to get X amount of bushels to the elevator, then suddenly you might be hauling nonstop as long as they're taking that grain still. Um, if you get into uh, your fungicides and insecticides for helping your crop grow, then that all has a window when it has to happen. So it really fluctuates with what's going on on the farm at that time. But we can we can definitely get into areas where we're putting in um, 18-hour days. We're not sleeping much, and we're not seeing our family a lot. Yeah. Tell us about the exchange with the environment minister, uh, about what you spoke about on, uh, on on your tweet, because she appeared to be, if I understood this correctly, to be the, she appeared to be in the mood to lecture you on, 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 on how to farm responsibly. She did. I actually rewatched it this morning um, just to kind of go over it. And, and she talked about all of these great innovations that are helping or sorry, happening in agriculture, uh, like minimum till or zero till, which is basically comes down to how much we disturb that soil. Um, uh, the different data management programs we could be using, soil sampling, AI, all of these things that farmers and then encourage farmers that we need to take those on um, because if we don't start changing to that method of farming, um, then we're not going to be sustainable. I do all of those things already. So she challenged me to use less water. I'm a dryland farmer. I only get to use the rain that physically falls. I don't create anything myself. I soil sample all of my fields. So I'm not putting down any more fertilizer or nutrients for that crop than is actually needed. I tissue sample during the crop season to make sure that everything is targeted for that plant. Again, we're not doing anything that doesn't need to be done. We're scouting our fields. We don't use chemicals more than we have to, um, not only to be sustainable, but all of this stuff costs us money. So we are doing all of these things that she suggested. So it was a little insulting, and it just showed the disconnect that is going on right now. Yeah, it just sounded to me like there was a superiority complex here. That, I mean, she that the, the minister came off like she was the ag expert, and and you were sort of the rookie who was just getting into the field, and she was going to tell you that's a terrible pun. I didn't even intend it. Uh, you know, getting into the field, uh, but but you uh, you're the I mean you're the person who loves what you do. You're you do all the things. That, uh, that that the minister uh, suggested that you should do. Uh, have you heard back from her or anybody in the department after you went on Twitter and everybody can see it at, at Farger, Farmer Meg's? Um, have you heard back from anybody at the ministry? Well, there was a farmer in Ontario that shared the video and said that me and Minister McKenna should get together for dinner, which I thought would be a great idea. It would be 
I think, beneficial to both sides to have a conversation. I think there needs to be a much larger understanding of agriculture and a conversation about the fact that agriculture is part of the solution, uh, not part of the problem when it comes to their climate planning and climate change. Um, and she responded that that was a great idea, and I haven't heard anything out of her office since then. So well, let's I'm hope guessing that, that that's not going to happen, but I would love if it did. Well, let's put a little pressure on here, because I think that it's, I think it's an excellent idea, because you're very committed to what you're doing. You're doing it in the manner of the farming, in the manner that the minister suggested that you should. So she had no idea what you were doing, but she was still going to tell you what to do. So I, 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 I think it would be great for the two of you to sit down, and then I'd, I'd like to speak with you afterward. I think that would be wonderful. I think an important part of this piece is that farmers are the original environmentalists. We need our our land, our soil, um, our weather. Those are all things that we need to be able to farm and to be successful. We need to take care of them. We know that we need to take care of them. And so we're out here pushing, trying to become more sustainable. And and part of that is working with what we're given. So it's important to note that there are areas in Canada that are wetter areas that they can't farm the way that I farm with zero till because they wouldn't be able to seed in spring. So part of that, how to be the best, the most environmental farmer is also looking at the area that farmer is in and the climate that they're in because they have uh, tools and farming methods that work for them that don't necessarily work for another area. So it's a little more complex than, than sitting in your office telling someone how to do the best job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, most of us, uh, our, our knowledge of, uh, of, of agriculture and food production begins and ends with the best before date on packaging. That's about all we know, right? But you were, I, I, I'd like to suggest to Premier Scott Moe of Saskatchewan, who was on the show yesterday, Premier, get in your vehicle now, drive over and see um, Megs and convince her to run for office. I think would be, <laughs> I think it would be fantastic. I, I would I would I would I would move to Saskatchewan and just to vote for you. Oh, thanks for that, right? <laughs> yeah, no, you're terrific, and you have people you get people thinking, and you're engaged in something that is fundamentally so important to all of us, and that is agricultural production. You provide the food that we require. And uh, you deserve all the respect and, and all the uh, all the kudos that that need to come your way. Megs, thanks so much for joining us. And if you do have that lunch or dinner with the minister, uh, join us again, will you? I will let you know if it happens. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Take good care. At Farmer Megs, and that's with two Zs. At Farmer Megs. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.